Around Comics, Episode 64. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of the show, Brian Salazar. Hello. And Tom Caters is off for the week. He is celebrating the new year with his lovely girlfriend, but keeping his chair warm is our good friend and the host of Word Balloon, Mr. John Suntress. It's a really warm chair right now, Tom. It just got three degrees warmer. He just what did you do? I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. And our uh, our other guest for our uh, our 2006 year in review show oh. is one of our favorite artists from the past year, Mr. Mike Norton. Hello. Can you believe this was drawn on a computer? What? what Brian Boland's uh, Zatanna origin yeah. at the back of yeah, uh, he 52 does everything this on week. a computer. Boland does. Yeah. It looks fantastic. He hasn't always done that though. Has no, he didn't no. always do that. But I no. didn't. Wow, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, right? yeah, everyone's like really I know he excited. At least inks everything, but yeah, I wow. think he draws everything now too. That's uh, Jerome uh, Opena. Opena? I think, is it uh, Opena? I, the guy does uh, Fear Agent. Fear Agent. Uh, or Strange Girl, true. or he's done it's something. With Strange Girl. I think that I think that he was doing everything on. Yeah. on com- I, I, whole I, new I, world. I, yeah, I hope I'm. I believe does. I, I blame Scott Johnson. Yeah, believe does. <laughs> Sorry to derail your intro there. <laughs> the damn Santika well, Scott. Well, let's let's get into the intro here. Uh, welcome to our 2006 year in review episode. 2006 has been a fantastic year for comics, whether really? it's big events or great indie and creator-owned books pushing the boundaries of the comics medium he or a whole new. Of comics related movies, TV shows, and video games, yeah, 2006 true. has been a year to remember. Today we'll be going over some of the top news stories of the past year, talking about some of our favorite comics, and taking a look at what our forum posters will remember about the year that was. But first, I'd like to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by the New York Comic Con. The New York Comic Con is bigger, better, and has double the space with more gaming and anime for 2007. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through the 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City featuring comics, anime, manga, or manga, graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPGs, MMOs, toys, movies, TV, celebrities, and more. Guests of honor include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, and George Perez, and also Stephen King. Mm-hmm. With many yep. more to be announced, for a complete list of guests as well as show and advance ticket information, visit www.nycomiccon.com. Don't miss out on the 2007 New York Comic Con. I think... That is going to be one of the big stories of 2007. So definitely one of the things that we're looking forward to. I know that we will be there. Yes, we will be there. Mike John, are you there. going? You're going. I'm are still 50-50, sure? man. Mike, you're, are you going to be at the? Oh yeah, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. All right. I was told on more than one occasion that I look like Stephen King. Not at really? All. Yeah. Not at all. Thank you. No, I don't. No, I don't yeah, that's that. yeah. You're, you know, aim higher. <laughs> yeah, may, you know, it's not yeah, like I'm putting out headshots <laughs> saying Stephen King written at the bottom of it. Uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday, even though this is a Saturday. At uh, uh, we normally record on Fridays at seven o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at forty-eight thirty-two a.m. 
<laughs> located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. While you're here, remember to ask about Dark Towers Pull List membership. It's one of the best you'll find anywhere. Dark Towers has a great selection of mainstream comics, independent comics, trades, statues, action figures, all that good stuff. Come to Dark Tower for all of your comics and collectible needs. Okie dokie. All right. I will. And remember that your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic by, by, by Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at www.aroundcomics.com. And <laughs> what do you want? Oh, uh, spread the AC love, the listener LCS challenge. Uh, all you have to do is go to www.aroundcomics.com, download the flyer, have your local comic shop put it up, and we will mention them on the show if you let us know. Just email us. That's it. And that's, that's all it takes. That's all it is. Very easy. Very easy. Simple. Uh, there's a couple other things that you can do to help us out. You can give us a dig at dig.com. Word balloon is at dig.com now. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you? I'm not sure. I'll have to go check. I think I am. You know, you, you sign up for 8 million of these things. Mm -hmm. Notice me. Please, Technocrati. <laughs> please know who I am. Is, is Crankcast, is that, is that a dig podcast now? I don't know. I, have to, I, I go to dig every once in a while. I listen yeah. to their show, but I, I haven't. Well, they're hosting podcasts now. They're uh, just like uh, Podcast Alley or something oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so you can go to and uh, I think I'm give, us, give us a dig. Uh, you can also uh, uh, become our virtual friends at Comic Space. It's www.comicspace slash around. Around comics, and I know that Tom and uh, and I are also there. John, you're there. Word is there. Mike's there. Word's there. That's uh, uh, Crank is there now. Even though I, <laughs> you, know, you know, the funny thing I was I was looking at Tom's because Tom sent me some comment. <laughs> so I went I went on his comic space page and. Last week on the episode, he said, you know, when he, he couldn't wait till he could tell somebody, fuck you for the ad. Uh -huh. And now he's got like five of those on his comic space. <laughs> Everybody went on there. And so I went on there and I said, fuck you, Tom. Not for the ad, just fuck you. Just in general. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> All right. And then, of course, there's my favorite, the iTunes Music Store Review. You can be as cool as Andy Parks and leave us some feedback there. We Did you read Andy's uh, little review of uh, Touch of Evil at the back of Criminal Number yes, 3? Yes, I actually sent him. That was a hell of an essay, man. I, 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 gotta, I keep meeting the email. I did. I, going. I sent him an email on it and told him that he's going to make me go back and watch it now again. But... Uh, yeah, that was really cool. I really like that they're doing that in Criminal. Uh, Me too, man. Every, every week, every month, that they have a different, you know, somebody else talk about. It, did you read about? The, did you read before that the the Brubaker, where he was talking about his uncle and? Uh, yes. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was really. We, well, we too. talked about we talked about his uncle on my uh, my interview with him on, on the Word Balloon interview, but he. Uh, no, it's like it's like the way Deadly Hands of Kung Fu was really a martial arts magazine as much as it was a black and white Shang Chi and Iron Fist and Sons of the uh, Tiger uh, yeah. book. So I, I think it's kind of neat that they're doing it with criminal. And anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge Andy. Yes, absolutely. He, need, he needs much acknowledgement because he's fantastic. All right, guys. Uh, let's start off with a look back at the top news stories in 2006. This is the year in review version of Wired Wire Comic News. Wired Wire Comic Book News. 
Well, 2006 was a very busy year in comic book news, and what we've done is go back to all of the news stories that we ran starting at the beginning of the year, and we're going to hit on a bunch of them chronologically, kind of walk you through the year in World War Comic News. And uh, Mr. Suntress, you're going to start us out. Uh, what was our first big news story of the year? Well, for Marvel Comics, they made the big announcement that uh, Spider-Man would be getting a new costume, the Iron Spidey costume. Him, which, if you remember, I think caused a lot of uh, consternation. Uh, uh, amazingly, the, the world did not end. Well, he got a new costume, and we're all still here. It's it's amazing. It did. It was a huge. Th- if people were just going insane, it's like it's gonna ruin the character. Well, gimmick, yeah. whatever. And it's like, yeah, gimmick, story gimmick. You know, and it's fine. It was interesting. I mean, I wasn't crazy about the costume, but I don't think you were supposed to be. I did not use it in Ultimate Alliance. That a boy. <laughs> I used the black costume. Very cool. The, the, well, what's the, the, the funniest, though? That's what I don't... It's like, okay, there he is changed nothing. his costume then. In Secret Wars, he got a new costume, the black one, and, and everybody's dying to see that again. But well, it's like but he gets a yeah. new costume later on. Well, they do it, it again. It was iron. Was I think. I think they were afraid it was going to change him from a power standpoint. I mean, look at all the little, little toys that uh, Tony Stark gave The black him. costume didn't do that? Well, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. They're just doing well, it all over Well, and I think that's another thing, too, is didn't work me down. Yeah, but I think also people were complaining that, yeah, haven't you done this trick already? You know, that type of my, thing. My favorite But it was fun. About it was fun. They did a good job. It was when we had uh, Scott Johnson on the show, and I think that Mike was actually on that one also. It was the licensing in comics, and Scott was like, well, you know what? I work in Marvel licensing, and... I'm not doing any of the Iron Spidey <laughs> stuff, so don't worry, folks. Yeah, the, the, that, the, the old costume's coming it's back. It's not going anywhere. It's right. just, you know. It, uh, is, it, it is funny how people kind of... But it was fun, and it, it, I think actually turned out to be a nice little story gimmick. I mean, you know, look at when uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man had their big confrontation in Civil War. Yeah, well, that was... That was the, one of the best moments of the, the story. Well, here's a huge story that came out in, in 2006 that... Jim Valentino was going to return to Shadowhawk. Did, did <laughs> anyone care that that was happening? Good or? for Jim. <laughs> did he? I, I, I guess. Good I for know. you, Jim. <laughs> did and for Image. That? Did it change Shadowhawk sales? Well, I I knew that Shadowhawk was still being published. It's <laughs> a good indication, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> that it helped me. It was still around, at least. All right, all right. Um, what else we got in the beginning of the year? Oh, Marvel announced... The, uh, the the change to Marvel Knights, the big changes. And I thought that one of the interesting it's things... Kinda what, what's funny what is, is, going, is going over these stories from, like, January With and seeing that some of them just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah how many what, of them didn't is, happen? I didn't know about this Marvel Knights thing, apparently. Well, they, they, they said initially, first up, there was going to be a Silver Surfer. They were going to basically take um, Daredevil out of the Marvel Knights, and, and they were changing the whole Marvel Knights thing. And they were going to end up doing more sort of single series, mini-series kind of things. And, and initially they had said that first up they were going to do a Silver Surfer Requiem by J. Michael Straczynski and Eastside Ribic. Did that ever happen? No. no okay. I think the only thing that happened was uh, the Garth Ennis Clayton Crane thing. I don't think that's come out yet. Well, the Fury Peacemaker came out, and it's in uh, Robinson. Oh. Robertson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I assumed that the spider was Kari, Rain, is Rain. Rain. Mm-hmm. Is that Marvel Knights, though? Did it come out under it, the Marvel, I don't know Marvel Knights? No, no. no. Didn't? Okay. So that was the uh, that was the huge uh, Marvel Knights 
debacle did, that never happened. Guys, was uh, the the Black Widow miniseries were those Marvel Knights? I'm not. Sure. I know what you're talking about. The the, really the Black Widow. <laughs> I think they were. Maybe the, that were. that is the template that I would like to see them use for Marvel Knights because those were both great miniseries. Sure, but I, they weren't miniseries. Yeah, they were both. They? they were both. Oh yeah. Two. Well, they were twelve issue. Mm-mm, they were. No, there were six. They were two trades. There were three. Oh, was it? Or four? Really four? There was three differences Wow. I forget the mystery novelist's name, Richard. Whatever, and Sienkiewicz was doing the. Uh, Morgan, Morgan, Richard Morgan, yeah, Richard, Richard Morgan, Morgan, and and Sienkiewicz drew them. Oh they're no, they're beautiful. No, they're yeah, great. I really, really liked them. Yeah, real strong crime stories. Absolutely, okay. big fan. All right, next up. New X-Men teams were announced. Uh, it was announced that Brubaker would be joined by Billy Tan, who, uh, of course, uh, made a name for himself on Marvel's X-23 miniseries. And uh, Marvel announced that Vertigo mainstay Mike Carey would be taking over X-Men, who can forget, uh, from Peter Milligan. And, of course, uh, Chris Bacciallo uh, replaced uh, Salvador LaRocca on X-Men. Brew obviously hit the ground running on X-Men, <coughs> and I think, you know... Yeah, well, you know... Great, Brubaker, great after the Daredevil stuff he was doing, Cap stuff he was doing, and uh, you know the stuff he did at, at DC. Obviously, I was really excited about him taking over an X Men book when this was announced. I was like, "Wow, maybe there'll be an X Men book that I'll actually like." But mm-hmm. you know, I, not that I really disliked it. I just, I think at this point, I just don't care about the X Men any longer. Uh, at least, I think we're in the minority, uh, though. I think it's been yeah. a very successful. Yeah, book. yeah. I, I, I just uh, and good for him. You yeah. Know? I still like, you know, Astonishing is probably the X book that <coughs> oh, I sure. still enjoy to read. X Factor. Yeah. I, I, How did I, Carrie do on, uh, on Actually, uh, Carrie's X-Men. X-Men was good. I actually liked, like it. I, yeah. I did like it. But once again, it comes down to, you know, they keep making these teams of X-Men together from either, you know, former villains or, you know, characters that I just, it's like if I want to read an X-Men book, I want to see the X-Men, not like a bunch of third-tier X-Men that, you know, once were, it's like, it's like West Coast Avengers, except it's not a joke, kind of thing. Or you know? Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah, it's not you a know? Joke. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, no, I, I, just, know. I just at this point don't care about the X Men so much anymore. What do we think of uh, Bilson and DeMeo taking over the Flash? Oh God, that was. Should, should we? Should we you call know, when Tom? That, <laughs> when that was first announced, that was kind of interesting because they had done the TV show, and I liked the TV show, and I think that may have went down as the worst series change in. The history of, <laughs> I mean, it was just yeah. bad, bad art, bad writing, bad situation, bad situation, bad and and yeah, especially since you know you took everything that Johns had built up in the Flash, and Tom could really go over this and pour his heart out about it, but and you get rid of it because you you know you kill off Wally or get rid of Wally or well we don't know where Wally is yeah but he's, don't know coming, where Wally he's coming is. back in some form. And then you you put Bart out there as the new Flash that doesn't want to be the Flash and well, he is the Flash and the I thing, don't know. I the, the one thing that I will say in speaking to Bilson and DeMeo on my show was it sounded like editorial handed them a lot of story specifics that had to be in this first arc. Among them, Bart is not Impulse right now. He is morose because of what happened to him in the Speed Force and is a reluctant Flash. So I think that is more than 50% of the people's complaints that it, we came off this great Wally run, pardon the pun, and then went to Bart and read to a very sullen Bart. And I think that wasn't necessarily uh, Paul and Danny's fault. I really think that they kind of got handed that. They, they even said, we didn't want Bart to be the Flash. We were given an assignment. We were told the right well, story. That being said, I wasn't crazy about the, the villains that they created. 
I, I I felt those. I mean, I could understand. were very clunky. I could understand that. The art, the, same the art didn't help them either. Yeah, the art that. didn't help them at and all. And that was, was that was not was, their fault. They got you know, well, Ken no, Lachey was uh, Ken Lachey was hired. He only did a, an issue and a half of those six issues. Yeah, that's not good. No, no, so, it was a bad situation. And Bill and DeMeo are better writers than what they're than what they showed. <clears> being proven, being proven, I think by Red Menace, like their wild their Wildstorm uh, miniseries, and I'm enjoying it as well. No comment. I ain't think. I think I think they have a, a, a much uh, a much higher level of uh, comfort in in Red Menace and it's shown. Now a team that did work out real well. Uh, they they had at the same time announced a new detec- a detective comic team of Paul Dini and Rags mm. Morales and that it wasn't Rags. It I wasn't. Mean, it didn't end up being Rags. It, no, it was uh, um, J H Williams. Well, uh, J H at first and Don Kramer. A lot of Don Kramer and, in there as well. Yeah, which Kramer. there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, absolutely. Not. So I'd focus on the fact that it was really Dini on Detective this yeah. year. Yeah, and yeah, it's been it's been the entertaining one shots, the one and dones, and just great. But they're gonna tie in, and and yep. I, that's been. For years, I've just wished there was a good Batman book out there, that, and I just don't feel like there had been, and this has been a really good Batman book. Yeah. This will so. come up later whenever we do our best of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, punctuated by last, last month's uh, detective issue with huh. Tim Drake and the Joker in, yeah. in a car, and 22 pages of a, of a really car classic ride. Joker story. Yeah. Blade uh, makes it to television very briefly, but <laughs> I thought, I, yeah, it's too bad because I thought that was a pretty entertaining uh, I was one season. By it. That was one of those shows that I, I watched the first episode. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> man, go back to Onyx or whatever band you were in. Yep, stick it guys. And then, uh, then uh, I watched it about two or three weeks later because they, they were doing a marathon every day. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Whoa, this is uh, not so bad." Once they got and into the soap opera, I it ended, and I'm like, "Well, I don't care now." Well, what 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 they were doing, which I thought was what they had to do to make it a success, was you had to not have Blade be the main character. Yeah, there yeah. were lots of reasons I'm guessing that they couldn't do that in that show, because one thing a guy couldn't act. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other thing is, yeah, you're right. It's more interesting when Blade's not Hold the main on, character. Next story. Um. Oh, poor Seth Fisher, passing away very young, in his mid-30s. His final issue of Fantastic Four Iron Man came out at the beginning of the year. Uh, an initial word had come from J.H. Williams III, who posted news on the Barboleth Underground message board. Williams and Fisher most recently had worked together on Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, and that was a story that Williams and Dan Curtis Johnson co-wrote and Fisher illustrated. It was very sad when, he, when it was announced he had passed. I, I didn't really know much about uh, Seth Fisher before... He had passed away. Unfortunately, I didn't really know much. I was pretty shocked by it. I uh, I don't I didn't know him, but he's one of those guys that uh, you know you see like famous people on TV that I mean uh, every year at the Oscars and you, you see the list of people that died and you're like oh yeah I don't know I don't care about that guy but then there's somebody that you know you've seen a million times right. and you're just like oh wow that guy died and Seth was one of those th- guys because every time you saw something that he drew it was instantly recognizable it was just very he had a very unique style it was very interesting too so how long had he been as far as I know he did have an extremely large body of work I mean most of the stuff I saw was covers Yeah. Okay. Uh, he did a great book for Vertigo called uh, what was the the Tokyo uh, Tokyo Pop Tokyo, books? Tokyo Pop. Pop and that was just <coughs> did he do the London book? He no, that was Philip Bond. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, that 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 uh, was one of the ones that really got me into it. But from there, I kind of I just recognized that I'd seen this before, 
I mean, uh, he did. I want to say he did some covers for like some Flash stuff or something, but I could just be mixing them up with Scott Collins because they have a very similar outline-y kind of stuff. Right. So. Well, I remember that Legends of the Dark Knight stuff. That was really yeah. That was great. He had some great covers, some fantastic yes. covers, like the one with you just yeah Batman looking through a window and stuff like that. It's just he had a. I mean, it was a very outsider way of looking at looked at looked at comics yeah. through a, a totally different yeah. Perspective. And, so and he was relatively young. I mean, he was like was very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was early early thirties. Early thirties. Yeah. That's uh, too bad. Can't wait until the next podcast? Be sure to check out aroundcomics.com for breaking news, reviews, and opinions. Well, uh, from there we did have, after that, uh, the Wildstorm relaunch was announced. Um, and still going up. Yeah, and still relaunching. <laughs> and, and already delayed. Was, and already delayed. <laughs> was, there, was there inflated uh, expectations because of the creators? Oh, I think yeah. so. Absolutely. I think so, too. Absolutely. I, I don't think Anytime they... Anytime you have... Morrison, but I don't think they, but Stallone, I don't think they were failures because Lee. if you don't give a shit about these characters, I don't care who's writing it. I I feel weird saying this. The only Wildstorm books I've ever read are Ex Machina and this new uh, Welcome to Tranquility book. Which is great. It's the Which, only books yeah. I've ever read. I mean, we're talking like back in the days too. Oh, I've I like never read any Wildstorm. You know, books. like Busick's doing Astro City through Wildstorm, and I've certainly Planetary. I'm a huge. No, fan but of. you're talking well, about, you're talking about these oh, is Planetary or, a Wildstorm book? Te- yeah, technically. Yeah, it is. Oh, I yeah so if you, I mean, that. yeah, the boys, let's, these are I'm, these I'm of course boy. are the core. Wildstorm, even from the Image Days titles, Sleeper, Jim Jim the Lee's group of stuff. That well, well, even that wasn't. Yeah, I guess that is technically. Is, you're right I mean, about that. Oh yeah, have, uh, Grifter, uh, Grifters. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But I mean, that's the thing. Wildcats. I mean, these are all the original books. Wildcats, Grifter, Death. Well, Blow, to me, what it was is I, Storm you know, Watch, I read yeah. all that. You know, I I, I did like the Wildcats, and, and I like Mike Carey's Wildcats a lot. I thought that was really good. But I, you know, the original Jim Lee stuff, I had read that and liked it. What what I was interested to see is I thought what they were going to do is take a lot of these characters. Give them a modern, a more modern look, uh, you know, and more modern storytelling, and try and do something different with all these characters. And what they did is exactly what they did twenty years ago with these characters. They hadn't changed, you know. The first, you know, authority is different, but it's different in a bad way. I mean, the first (laughs) issue was at least. I mean, it was kind of nothing you know it was a, where the authority is was always over the top and yeah. and super hype and, and you know uh, ultra violent kind of thing that first issue was the exact opposite it was underwhelming and and you know i guess it was a deliberately <laughs> yeah i mean it was deliberately paced the grifter i thought the grifter stuff was good i thought they you know th- that was pretty good the, the stormwatch stuff the wildcat stuff i mean it was all the same mm. it was like what the wildcats book was like i picked up an original issue of Wildcats and read it again. I mean, that's all it was. It was nothing different. It's funny. I like all the smaller books. I like Deathblow. I like I Midnighter. Like Deathlo- Deathblow. And I like uh, and I do like Stormwatch. I think I think Chris Gage is giving us a, a, ne- a nice kind of Gotham Central Police procedural in the Wildstorm universe. But I think there was there were huge expectations for it with the, the the amount of talent that was on it and everything. And yeah, I just think that it was you know sort of. I mean, there were a couple of things. You have the ways like already. Mark, like when Mark Miller announced Wanted. I mean, that was a big creative team. Now, granted, the Wildstorm group was coming in with a built-in audience, but I just never felt... And again, I was checked out during most of the 90s as far as that stuff. I wasn't reading this crap. <laughs> I wasn't reading this crap. And, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I just wonder if it was, again, uh, that people forgot if, you know... 
I, I didn't expect 100,000 buys. Like, maybe for The Authority and for, for Wildcats, but certainly not the other books. Well, I didn't necessarily expect... I didn't Gen look, 13, I didn't look at it know. I didn't look at it from, like, a numbers perspective of how many people are going to buy it. I just expected better books. Well, and, better books, that I was and to be honest, <laughs> again, books on time. I mean, you make this big announcement. Right. Well, that's, that's what, what, to me, what it was is... Why why do it if you weren't going to do something better than what you had already done 20 years ago? What was the point of it? You you have these huge names, these great creative teams that you could put on it, and it's like you have a great opportunity to, one, if you have a, a big fan base of people that like those characters before, that are older now, like me, you could, you know, re-establish you know, them. And two, with the names that you have on there with Morrison and mm-hmm. Azarello and that, you could take their fan base and... You know, introduce the, the the Wildstorm universe. I just don't think they did either. Well, really. Morrison's too busy. Jim Lee is too busy. Again, I think Azarello did deliver. I think Deathblow is an interesting book. Um, Deathblow, I thought I was. Think, the I, think best Ennis is, I think Ennis is doing a good job on Midnighter. I, th- I think Midnighter is really good. And actually, the best one is probably Tranquility, which and yeah, Gale, yeah, yeah absolutely. Gale. But, but it's, no, it's, it's funny. It's I, all new. That is, yeah, it's, a all, right. book, so, it's a brand new book. It's a brand new book. So I almost consider that not not right. part of that core of right. old Wildstorm. Probably the, coming the, back. the Midnighter one is probably the best one at this point to me. Yeah, and I'd say I'd say Midnighter and Deathblow for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. Midnighter's funnier, and I think Deathblow is just a good gritty Azarello story. But there you go. So another huge story that turned out to be. Not so huge. But uh, Gail's <laughs> doing a great job on uh, Welcome to Train Quality, and I really do look forward Gail's to it. Gail's doing a good job on anything that she touches. She's a hell of a right writer. Now. Yeah. Hey, did you guys hear w- uh, Wizard World Boston was canceled? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Wizard World canceled uh, their Boston show. Their site proclaimed after speaking to our exhibitors and partners, all of whom shared our concerns about the outside cost of doing business at the time, Wizard World Boston has been canceled. Did it, uh... That's too bad. I hope Boston is able to put together some type of show because I think while it didn't hit 10,000, I think it was a healthy four-figure number where it was like, you know... Just not healthy enough for Wizard. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, and that's fine. But it, but again, if you, do a, if you do an independent show and right. get enough guys, it's certainly worth exhibitors' money, and yeah. I think, you know, I think the fans would appreciate oh, and Mar- support Mar- Mar- that. Just, Mark just mentioned that you've got Baltimore... Uh, but Baltimore isn't isn't a wizard show, and wizard right. And I don't know if that has I don't know if that has anything to do with the with the with the editor the EIC at Wizard getting getting canned. But I mean, wizard. Did. I think just wizard in general realized after just shitting out a bunch of con- conventions that they yeah. they ex- extended too far, yeah. and that creators and editors can't you know and go away every week. I'm sure Mike, Atlanta, you can talk to that. Slash heroes. I mean, you know, you go away for a convention that takes away a week of work, doesn't it? I mean, it kind of messes. Yeah, up. it does. Um, I never went to the Boston show though. So. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, when you, when you got it sandwiched between, going. when you got it sandwiched between right, Ohio I mean, and Baltimore and all these other shows, it's you know they it's really tough. have made it. Uh, I mean, everybody gets excited whenever a new show comes on board, but it really makes it harder for the people that go to these shows to. It's just like, oh man, another one I got to do now. Right, right. So, I think it's at a comfortable spot right now. I don't, I don't want any more new shows. I mean, New York's going to be bad enough adding that. There you go. So here's an interesting story that came out. Uh, Marvel Returns to the New Universe 
Marvel announced that they will be returning to the new universe with the upcoming title Starbrand, written by Jeff Parker, pencils by Javier Anderson, and covers by John Romita Sr. and John Romita Jr. What, I didn't what know not, about this. What, what happened this to that? When was this announced? <laughs> it was, like it was announced in like February. I want or something. February. Yeah. Well, now we have, but it turned out to be Salvador La Roca and Warren Ellis on New Universal mm-hmm. as opposed wow, to this is ama- I, you know, Starbrand. I thought this recapping of the news stories was going to be kind of lame, but this is cool because now I get to see <laughs> this is all the what all this, yeah. like, this is what was happening on Earth I mean, this, this is this is all the fake news. Yeah, exactly. this, this this was announced in like February wow. of this year that mm-hmm. that that was going to happen. It's like, okay, what happened to that? They never. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else didn't happen. Well, the, the <laughs> Deathlock movie. Yeah, that yeah. was greenlit, but that nothing more is of yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see that for a couple. And uh, the Holy Terror Batman was certainly talked Frank, about a lot Frank this Miller's, year. Yeah, Batman fighting the terrorists. We heard a lot about that, but. Did that ever get well is again? That done? Is that no? I mean, no, obviously, All Star Batman, the first arc, is still being hashed out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Holy Terror is going to be you know. Wait. I think Frank's probably very busy with three hundred. Gaiman and uh, Romita Jr. on the Eternals that was announced, and obviously that's come out uh, the first five. Yeah, what happened? It stopped coming out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It got delayed. They never really said anything about it. I think I got think one, 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 one more, more issue. Two more issues because they extended. They the extended series. it. That's what so. it was. They did. They did say something about they were going to delay it. And they were extending it an issue. So, so I'm that. Yeah, it's, it's been my favorite miniseries. It's, it's of really the year. good. Absolutely. Uh, next one, and this oh, was this is a big one. Kind of been a uh, not a not a joke, but I think we mentioned it in every episode <laughs> for like our first thirty episodes. But uh, Speakeasy uh, closed shop this year, no, and no. Uh, that was, I think, a, a classic example of a publisher that overextended. Had great books coming out. Oh, yeah. Had a, a great talent pool of creators, and just couldn't couldn't support it. Couldn't keep the ship floating. No, and it's too bad because yes, yeah, several of those books were in mid run. Some were just getting started. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of guys. It's funny how many guys that we, you know, sort of have know. Steve, yeah, Steve Bryant, Benlicious. Yeah, yeah, that have just. Uh, Josh Josh Vialkoff with uh, Elks Run. I was surprised, yeah. Brian. I mean, I knew. I, I mean, I not knew. He's not dead, but I know Adam, and uh, and uh, we knew him through Devils Do, and uh, and we were excited when he started that. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a couple guys over there, thinking, "Can you put out that many books?" Because I mean, we're at Devils Do. I mean, I know what happens when mm-hmm. you put out a bunch of books that you. You mean. The more books you put out, the le- the less uh, your core error. group sure. can take care of stuff. You put out more and more, it's just like you know, you you got to keep it to the size of what your company's able to manage. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the infrastructure and can handle. A then. smaller company like that, I would only think you could put out. I would even think only like at the max, maybe three books a month. And, and that was the thing at, is that they were putting out a lot of books, but. It seemed like all of the books were good. Speakeasy had... Well, good books don't necessarily mean sales, though. Exactly. The only thing that's going to keep a company afloat Ricketto is... Ricketto? Was yeah, Ricketto, that's Ricketto right. Was, I forgot about that, too. That's well, the good news. It's a classic is. story of, of small publishers, though. We've seen it, you know, even with, you know, larger publishers like uh, CrossGen. I mean, they sure. just put out too many damn books, and they right. couldn't support it at some point. Right. The and, good news, though, is that all those titles, virtually all those Speakeasy titles, did find other homes, and I think... Yeah. Uh, on the stands and doing pretty well. Well, yeah, I mean, quality is going to find a home. Uh, you sure. Know, I mean, I'm sure there's books that were there that 
God, Josh Fialkoff fell up, man. He went from speakeasy to Random House. Yeah, so you know, with Elks Run. Elks Run's going to have a nice printing come uh, springtime. Nice. Maybe they finish the story. And it's gonna so them good. closing the doors may have actually been a, a good thing, thing for, for a lot of those for a lot of those creators. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Ape Entertainment absorbed a couple of those titles in uh, uh, Black Coat and Fina Voltaire. Fina Voltaire. Yeah. Horwood too, or uh, I don't know. Horwood, sure I'm was not sure. Horwood was. I think, I think they may have started out at Ape. Uh, Rocketo went to Image. Surf. The, I mean, they're writing the hard mm-hmm. surf that you know that uh, that Speakeasy you know didn't wasn't able to manage, and so they're uh, hopefully they can do things smarter. I'm a little worried about people. Boom because they seem to be putting Don't out. Don't you worry so about Boom? Books. No, don't, don't you worry, worry about, about Boom at all. Well. I shouldn't. Worry. <laughs> I, well, uh, Richie will fight you. <laughs> Ross is a great guy. He's a I big like guy. No, no. I, I, like I, 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 I the reason I'm worried about Boom is because I really like their books. But it's like the, you know they started out putting out you know a handful of really good books, and then all of a sudden it was like. You saw tons, just yeah, a bunch of books from them. And but and, the good and thing uh, is, they're all short. They're not. They're not monthly stories. Yeah, a lot of yeah. them are just one shot. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so it's kind of like thing. Black Bull was, you know, a couple of years ago and stuff. With Jimmy Pomeroy right. was doing with Black Bull, right. just you know, give you a couple stories. They'll put them in trades. They'll let them sit and everything. And yeah, I agree. I, I hope that they survive because I like their little anthology books, like the Ninja Tales and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Shout yeah. out to my boy Marshall Dillon at Boom Studios. Marshall, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Big ups. Um, the, the letterer slash every publisher slash editor. Well, he's the he's the guy with heavy boots there now. He's he's got a, that's a cool name. That's all I know. Marshall Dillon. Yeah. This is Marshall. You know Dillon. what his middle name is? No, what? Matt. Of course it is. There you go. The guy was a huge. Wow. Parents were obviously huge nice. Gunsmoke what? fans. What an awesome. And potheads. That's all right. <laughs> hey man, let's name him after James Arnaz. That's an yes. awesome name. That's great. Uh, you know, the Dabble Brothers is one of the next stories, and mm-hmm. that's an interesting little development that is still, I think, in the growth stage, and we'll see how that works out for Marvel, because yeah. those are some really interesting titles, and, well, I, and I, I think appreciate it's a the lot, diversity. It's, it's the it's new a, Vertigo. Well, no, this is... <laughs> a lot of what you see is, like, the authors, you know, the, the novelists that are doing right. these, you know, adaptations. That was what the Dabble Brothers did, and you saw Marvel signing a lot of authors, novelists to, to write comics and so it's sort of like almost another one of those you know, like Icon is. You sure. know what I mean? Where it's like oh, a, yeah. a vanity title for novelists. They can adapt their books straight to to this title or this line and then it's, you know, they can also get them to write, you know, Spider Man or whatever they want them, you know, to I write. don't know. It's it's an interesting way of reaching out to a reader you know, an audience that already reads and it's a question of are they willing to accept comic book adaptations of their... They are. They? I mean, I, Devil's Do is doing that now. I mean, as I know after I left, they got yeah, really Forgotten heavy Realms. into Forgotten Realms, uh, mm-hmm. uh, other R.A. Salvatore books, uh, uh, Dragonlance. Those, like, lend um, themselves, though, to comic books, I think. They those do, but, in, but they've been, you know, Dragonlance has been done before and not very successfully, but mm-hmm. now True. they're selling. Cool. Because I think we've finally gotten to a point where, you know, the comic book you know, market. I mean, the people are going to buy the comics, and 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 the comic buyers want, you know, thicker volumes like books now. So it's kind of not there yet, but it's definitely Getting down there. that path. Yeah. Do you go so. to things like Gen Con and things like that? I don't, but I know they do. I was going to ask if, like, then do uh, 
does Devils do go to Jan Kelly? Yeah, I know. Oh, they, that's cool. They do. You see, that's yeah. good. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, those, they're, you're seeing more of a synergy between all of that kind of stuff good. now. So I, cause it's Hell, it's almost all, it's like, all the same story. Why not? Well, you know? right. I think it's finally, it's almost like a light's flicking on and everybody in these little subgenres are realizing, oh, we all like the same things. Yeah. So Let's get together. Fantasy yeah. video, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, Which I is what I everybody in these markets have been wishing for for the longest time. It's like, why sure. can't I sell it to these people? <laughs> right. Well, I think it's, you know, it's also just sort of a maybe partially a reaction to all the films that have come out and the TV shows and just sure. comic books being the spotlight on comics a bit more. Maybe people are seeing, you know, while maybe I don't want to read a Spider-Man comic, I may see something that, you know, uh, whether it's a Dragonlance comic or a well, yeah, Stephen King, you know. The Cross-Gen was, like, on the right track with that Sojourn series. And it's like, hey, this is kind of like Lord of the Rings. This yeah, is kind of cool. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm glad. I mean, and hell, if you're going to do that, if you're going to not do Lord of the Rings but do a fantasy thing, yeah, absolutely. Mine, mine these characters. Mine, mine R. A. Salvatore. Mine, you know these these various people. I, I think it's great. Orson Scott Card. I think it's great that the Devil Brothers have deals with him. You know, I mean these are these are quality fantasy writers. Yeah. You know, and of course, uh, good I don't think Stephen King is under that Devil Brothers. Obvious. The Dark Tower. Thing, no, that's not no, it. no. But uh, speaking of uh, quali- quality fantasy, uh, Black Hole is one of my favorite graphic novels and it was announced that Neil Gaiman and Roger Avery were going to adapt Black Hole screenplay. for the screenplay for the movie. Really? Why yeah. not the uh, Why not Charles Barnes? Yeah. Mm, because uh, didn't, uh, doesn't uh, it take him 12 years. Oh, okay. no, I <laughs> well, I, I don't know cuz as it, what's uh, the Art School Confidential guy um, Daniel Close. Yeah, he he has a hand in all his movies. I yes. would wonder why. Or Terry Swigoff. No, it's Daniel Close. It's both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean. Even, I, I don't know the story. It may not have been oh, interested, yeah, but e- either that. Sorry, yeah. pumping you for information. <laughs> why? I, I don't, I <laughs> Call I Neil Gaiman, band. damn it. Find out. I know you talked to him. Well, Neil Gaiman and Roger Avery had done the. Uh, it, uh, it may be a Hollywood was, thing, so too, that I, where it's just, you know, Neil Gaiman maybe has a certain amount of clout right, that right, he right, could right. get the movie pushed through. I'm or, always surprised know. at who gets to work on their own stuff. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Hollywood, because, you know. You know, Kirkman gets to write his screenplay, but I know like Tim isn't writing his. What's Kirkman Bendis, writing? Bendis screenplay? didn't get to write Powers, but he made certain oh, that uh, so. he was part of the deal to write Jinx. Right. So I mean, that's yeah. I, I mean, think you're right. It. I, I think, think it's yeah, it comes down to that. You know, whatever deal you cut, whatever yeah. deal you're first able to cut. And the more cut. clout you have, the better deal you can get. And, and is Steve Niles? I think that is Steve Niles writing the Thirty Days of Night stuff. His stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think he's. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I okay. talked to him about that. And you said Seeley is not he's writing not Hacksaw. Writing his. Okay, no. I know that he's in, he's. It sounded well, he's like definitely involved. Yeah, the director not, is going to him for just it, yeah. background and what do you yeah. think? And that's for Hackslash, of course. How about this Alan Moore story involving V for Vendetta? I, you know, <laughs> well, that took back, up like the whole summer. That was like the entire. Well, that was a, actually that was that was spring. That yeah, was a March release. Was spring, yeah. And it's and it's interesting because um, it certainly was the talk of 2005. As well, went film. on all summer, it seemed like. Well, actually, <laughs> I think most of the talk happened during 2005 because the film was shelved for a while, mm-hmm. and everyone was concerned maybe it wasn't going to be that good, and certainly Alan Moore's comments about his problems with Joel Silver and a deal now, that was cut 20 years ago on this film. What's the story again? He did he basically took it, he, doesn't he, like it. Well, he pulled his he name, pulled his name from it, it completely. He wanted his name off the book. And this was big news he, because he's never done this before, right? No, he, he, no well, he the, the weird like thing to me was that he it was there was like a four-week period where everywhere you turned, he was somewhere else talking about it. 
Right. And it's like, I don't want anything to do with this movie, but I'm going to tell everyone on the planet that I don't want anything to do with this movie. Well, here, here's what he was in time, he was on MTV, he was everywhere talking about it, and it was just weird. It was was strange how much he wanted to get that word out there. Well, I know he went from just taking the money, then seeing what Hollywood was doing in their usual inept way of, of trying to tell his stories, to the point of where he's like, take my name off the films. He started doing that with Constantine, yeah. and just give the money to the artist. I don't want anything. And he did say in regards to V for Vendetta, um, he believes uh, that Warner Brothers, and particularly DC Comics, had hijacked the properties he created. The American film business has distorted his writing beyond recognition. To him, the movie adaptation of Fever Vendetta, which opened in March, is not the biggest platform yet for his ideas. It is further proof that Hollywood should be avoided at all costs. I've read the screenplay, Mr. Moore said. It's rubbish. I thought V for Vendetta was not a bad movie. Well, see, this is funny, because while I agree agree with... A lot of what he says about in Hollywood, in yeah. principle, yeah. And I think it's pretty awesome that he's so well off that he can just give his money away to the artist. For yeah, that sure. Stuff. That's just awesome. But uh, <laughs> I thought V for Vendetta was probably the best adaptation of any of his stuff. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I that's that's the weird thing. Is weird. I mean, of, of course, it isn't the book, and it's not the original. It's message. not Sin I City. think they kind of hipped it up a little bit with the message. It was much more about George Bush than it was. Well, Thatcher, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Margaret Thatcher in 1980s London. And yeah. uh, I mean, I even I got that. Sure. It's just like, and I'm not the smartest guy in the world. And I, I was sitting there, and but I liked it. I thought it was very good. I didn't I did think too. it was disrespectful. But you know what? I didn't write it, so you know, I get ticked off if somebody draws my eyes in wrong. And think it's, it was <laughs> it was the Wachowskis, a non-Matrix Wachowskis production. I thought they did a damn good job. Yeah. Hi, this is Jason Aaron, writer of Vertigo, The Other Side, and you're listening to Around Comics. And if you don't sound off that you love the Virgin Mary, I'm going to rip your fucking guts out. All right, who wants to be a superhero? Anybody I mean, here? True believers. You know I the funny, annoying show. The, the best, the best part of that show was when Mike pointed out the irony. <laughs> Nothing is the no, best no. The, that it was. Show. I remember you were talking about that show, and you said. Stan was like berating someone because they were, it was a, one of the female characters because the way she was dressed. Or or something. Oh, right, yeah, she looked like a she looked like a whore. Yeah, and, and, and he's sitting in an office with uh, Stripperella right behind him <laughs> on a, in, a, in a big frame. <laughs> I thought that was the best part so of that wrong. show was you pointing that out. Superhero. Oops. <laughs> Well, it was, it was good. Comics did get a lot of play <laughs> on TV this year, and we'll yeah. get into that even a little bit more later. Uh, the Good Old Boys, Garth Ennis, uh, was announced earlier in the year about The Boys, and I know that Sal and I were excited about it, and I think it's I think it's paid off the initial announcement. I like The Boys. I'm a big fan. I, I'm ready to not read it anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know, I like it, but it's just like, eh. It, I'm, I'm really hit or miss with Garth Ennis. I, mm-hmm. I either love what he does or I don't at all. And this is sort of the Garth that I don't like his stuff, of, where it's just all over the top and ridiculous. It's out preacher and, and preacher. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> that's what he said it was going to do. It's out preaching preacher. That's that was in the that's initial he, release. He was just fucking yeah, around. Wow. Yeah, he goes, we're going to out preacher preacher. But, a, uh, that is Garth Ennis to me. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't hated it, but I haven't been a huge fan. I'm ready to stop. I guess Peter Siegel is going to direct Shazam. No, he's Shazam. not. Shazam. Is he really? Yeah. I don't know who that Supposedly. is. Supposedly. That was... Peter that was Siegel. one of the one of the oh, early. Uh, I know who's writing Shazam. I Next. don't know. You know? <laughs> I do. Who? Is it I'm me? not saying. Okay, go ahead. It's Bill Willing. I'm not allowed to tell. <laughs> so it's somebody that's been on Word Balloon. <laughs> okay, All it's right. Bill Willingham. <laughs> <laughs> go on. 
Uh, okay, we've got we've got a couple uh, connected. Oh, stories. by the way, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Siegel directed The Longest Yard, Fifty First Dates, Anger Management, and Tommy Boy. So this is going to be a real pile of shit movie. Exactly. Wow, it's going to be Adam Sandler and Shazam. Let, let yeah. writing it saves the. No, it's Billy Batson. Oh. <laughs> Unless Bill Willingham, who's writing it, according to John Sentra's award balloon. Oh wow, that's how rumors get started. <laughs> now, uh, 2006, well, a good year for comics in general. I think it was also a tough year as far as stuff getting thrown out of libraries and shop owners getting arrested. And we had uh, three stories here. Of course, the the Gordon Lee trial, which we have talked about ad nauseum on the it's show. Still not over. Where was that? Is that in Arkansas? Ten- uh, Tennessee, wasn't it? Was it Tennessee? No. I'd like to apologize Alabama? for everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, in uh, the South, actually. Way to go. No. Anyone in the South. I carry a large burden on my back. <laughs> but keep in mind, I was born in California. I'm not mm-hmm. originally from there. Oh. <laughs> uh, there were comics removed from, this was a manga collection out of a California library. And then there was, of course, the, the case in Missouri of uh, blankets Missouri and, and and fun, which one? Fun, fun home. and fun home both being removed out of a, uh, a community. Take them all there. out. So which I is say. yeah. Well, that just kind of shows you <laughs> it's disappointing. It really is. I mean, especially in the case of blankets, which I think is a fantastic. Well, it's just a real yeah. It's a piece of real literature, and it's you know. I'm uh, not getting on this story again. Yeah, we've, we talked about this. Yeah, it, I think it's dumb. It, it's, Everybody yeah. thinks it's dumb. I mean, er, I mean, yeah. Except for the people that are you know doing it, taking it to court. They're the only ones that think it's. Yeah, a is, worthy thing. It, right to the next story. Is Peter David still the scripter yes. of yes. Dark Tower? He is. Yes, That's good. He, is. he, is. he and, uh, as a matter of fact, just announced that he and Stephen King are both going to be at the New York Comic Con, and they are going to be fight. at a panel together oh. talking yeah, about the project. Knife fight to the death. I think Peter Monkey David is fight. really one of the best adapters <clears throat> of other people's material when he it is, comes he to does do a lot of that, doesn't novels he? and comics. Yeah. yeah, he is great, man. I've loved his Star Trek like novels. And you know what? One of the things I think about from what I, little I know about him, I've only worked with him a little bit, and we didn't really have much correspondence. But he seems to be a genuine fan of the no stuff question. that he actually works on. Oh yeah. So I mean, it, it, that's a. A big deal. All right, other big uh, movie news this year, and uh, we we keep getting news releases as the cast gets bigger and better and more amazing. They they released uh, the uh, the logo this week. Iron Man, yeah, Iron Mm -hmm. Man, the movie. I haven't seen it. It's kind of cool looking. You know, uh, it's just the logo. Well, it's just a big circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm it, kidding. But yeah, I, mean, I love right. how they do that. It's, it's Every time simple. a movie comes out, they just boil everything down to just a type treatment. Well, it comes from Batman. Well, it comes from put this on a backpack and a lunchbox. Well, yeah, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> Mike knows the industry. <laughs> uh, all right, what else we got? Civil War was everywhere. Civil War mm-hmm. was NPR. The, you got to give Marvel New York Times, a lot of credit. Daily News, the Metro News, Asbury Park. Press, Boston Herald, Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. Hey. They were everywhere. They made it to Fort Wayne. <laughs> I love they Fort Wayne. They announced that. Yeah. Fort Indiana? Yeah. Hey, if it's announced it's in the Fort the Journal Wayne Gazette, sir, Gazette. it's the paper of record in I'm Fort sorry. Wayne. sorry. <laughs> okay? I don't see any commercial appeal in there. <laughs> no, I give, I give Marvel You're a lot so of credit. You're just so jaded. It's <laughs> Time Warner props DC up, and it is very easy for Entertainment Weekly and CNN and HBO to get involved with something that DC might be involved with. Marvel has to obviously go out and pimp their stuff. Sure. And I think they did a very successful job. He was it. on, Joe Q was on uh, the, the... The Daily... Or the Colbert Report. Colbert Report. Report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But missed his golden opportunity to get Tech Jansen published by Marvel, and Oni swooped in 
and stole it away from him. Who's, what's Tech Jansen? Tech Jansen is Stephen Colbert's like oh, yeah. silly, fake, um, science fiction hero because there are some conservatives that have written <laughs> goofy <laughs> And Oni's pr- printing that? And yeah, and Oni's oh, like, hey, oh, man, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh, Let that's us do awesome. it. Oh, it's silly as hell, and it's, it's going to be very <laughs> that's funny. That's going to be awesome. Well, uh, uh, flipping over to the uh, Distinguished Competition, DC announced their uh, 52thecomic.com website, which has been a lot of fun to go to and follow as, as 52 has unfolded. They've done a great job of working, you know, internet marketing and with the regular series. I've been there once. I went to go see Giffen's layouts because I think he's a fantastic story. Yeah, I think that from a from a craft standpoint, and I love how they change. So one day it'll look like you know uh, uh, Don Bluth drew it, and then the next day it's just stick figures, and then the next day (laughs) it looks like his ambush bug stuff, where it's just like it's like changes. Dark Horse celebrated their twentieth year in existence. So congratulations to them. Love that little uh, twenty five cent issue with all the um, create the writers drawn, and I love the twenty year anniversary coin they sent me in the mail. Yeah, oh, that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was neat. Get Kept that for yourself. And a cookie. They sent and me a, a, and a, and a dark horse this? cookie. I don't think I did eat the cookie. I think give, it's it still give that to me, too. You want the cookie? <laughs> yeah, I'll eat it. Uh, <laughs> I want, do you still have the keychain? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's in my give jacket. Give me that, too. No, yeah, I'm not giving you all my dark horse kick-ass. I'm going to Tiny Lister in Friday. Hey, give me that bite. This is this is one that uh, this next story kind of cracks me up because at the time it didn't seem like DC was doing this for any reason, but they had um, uh, they were fighting indie comic creator Andrea Grant over the copyright to Minx, and she oh. had called herself Minx right. and would dress up as this character I've, and whatnot. I've seen her before. And everyone's like, "What's the big? What's why do the, they care? Yeah, yeah, why do they care?" And then, oh, what about a month ago yeah, they, they announced, announced their the Minx, Minx line, line, so which is going to be all there. Yeah, everybody. Thought it was that old. Uh, 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 was it a? Didn't they do a book called Minx? Yes. Or something yeah. Like that a long time ago. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but but you, they were obviously planning the the yeah. Minx line of comics, and that's why they were uh, making sure that they, they got had a lot a, of good guys for that. I mean, yes, people that nobody's probably in the like mainstream world heard of. I mean, I got things like Jim. Is it Jim Rugg that's doing those, or is that Tokyo? Jim Rugg, uh, Jessica uh, Tom, Derek Kirk Kim, yeah, Andy Watson. Those guys are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sure. The guy that does uh, Dead at 17. Um, jo- uh, yeah, Josh Howard. Josh, Josh Howard, Howard yeah. yes. Which I, I really like Josh Howard's stuff. Sure. I can't think Derek of his Kirk name. Derek Kirk Kim is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Mark Love Hempel. Andy Watson. Love Andy, Andy Watson. Watson. <clears throat> uh, Alex Toad's passing, guys, in the uh, yep. summertime. Very sad. Uh, really, so really sad. sad. Yeah. Cool guy. Those letters, uh, Alter Amazing. Ego. Roy Thomas would pu- pu- publish letters from uh, Toth in Alter Ego, and they were always interesting reminiscences of the Golden Age. Uh, Rick, uh, or rather Jeff Parker, Jeff through Parker, Oct- Octopus, S, uh, Octopus Press, released uh, Letters to John, which was a series of letters from Toth. Yeah, and uh, and features great. Uh, Toth they just art, did the character studies of all the Johnny Quest people. And there's stuff, a bunch of Toth book. stuff coming out. He was in, brutal, in, but people, man. Well, he was. <laughs> it was so, thing. but so awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but amazing. I think I think in an, I think in a very important way to say, just hey, I'm not telling I'm not telling you this just to be a jerk. Look at what you're doing. Yeah. you can do better than this. Mm-hmm. There was that undercurrent. I think of here's the way to do it better. Yeah. And and I I got news that, for you. I think you hear that from Alex Stoke. You better fucking listen. That's that's well, why those guys did it is because they knew they needed that, that. that right. they would get honest, Absolutely. honest, direct. And look at how many people him. he's 
oh, influenced, influenced oh, yeah. and touched and 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 you know. I just picked up the the latest tomorrow's alter ego. It's the it's the tribute. A, yeah, it's a tribute, and it just amazing stuff. And the, one of the funnier stories is is by Roy, his only encounter with with uh, Alex um, about that Johnny Cuesta issue. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's it was, it was good stuff. Pick it up and read yeah. it. I'm not going to tell you, but it was great stuff. Um, Batwoman is a lipstick lesbian, <laughs> as uh, according to <laughs> BBC News. I, you Fuck. know, I, yeah, you know, big fucking. Okay. Deal. You know the thing, and, that, and the thing the that drives me nuts about that whole you know like story and how it came out and how everybody reacted is I'm actually liking the Batwoman character. Really, you know, from what she's you know in Fifty Two, I like the I way really she's drawn. Buxomly. Well, I don't. But, think, I, but I got to be honest. I don't. There's no. There's. There's nothing to her, right? Right. Now. Where's, what's the? Re- we haven't found her reason yet that she's become this bad character. And I hate these faux bat characters. I hated spoiler. I hated uh, the new bat girl, Cassandra Kane. I hate these fucking people. Well, did, did Barbara Gordon was it, the last well, one, and the, at least she was tangentially connected through Commissioner Gordon. All these other people are fucking. Well, why does somebody fans. need to have a some? Con- did someone have to have a connection to Bruce Wayne to become a I, bat? I don't like John Henry being uh, Steel. I didn't like when Steel was so connected to Superman. Quite frankly, if, if I saw somebody running around in a Mike Man costume, I'd probably get kind of ticked <laughs> yeah. off. You know? It's like you're not in the family. Exactly. That's what. I, ex- that's exactly my point, Mike. They're not in the family. Actually, my, my, my favorite right, uh, Batwoman right. story. So far, I kind of like the, the DC, so the DC like Christmas the special. Idea. Did you guys read <laughs> the Mike Man? <laughs> Mike Man. Did you guys, the Mike Car? Did you read the, the, the DC <laughs> Christmas special that came out? Uh, yes, it was, I didn't uh, get a chance to. I wanted to. And I know, and I know, uh, Kate Kane is uh, Jewish, and apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Rucka wrote a great story okay. about her. I, I, I liked it. I, I, you know, I'm I'm willing to be converted and, and changed and see <laughs> the light about how great that woman is. But right now, I see no use for the character, much as I saw no use for Cassandra Cain. Oh, there's a use. You're just a hater. Find I'm it. a hater. You're just a, I'm hater. a hater. I'm actually a Batman lover. We're brushing off the haters <laughs> in 2007. <laughs> really? We told you about that. All right, I'll do better. There's a, there, was a, be there was a bunch of announcements <laughs> at Wizard World Philly this year. We're going to go over just a couple of them. Uh, Beyond was announced. That is, is <laughs> yeah, Mike. really. I'm sorry, exactly. Mike. Sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry. Gravity, I, I, I honestly, I picked up. I, I hadn't been reading Beyond, so but you then saw the last when, issue. Well, no, we talked when we talked to Mike about it, and so I went and I picked up issue the last issue of it, and I was just like, "Oh, that sucks." You've seen the MySpace I mean, page. Just You've seen Gravity's MySpace sucks. page. No, the I, picture. Oh, it's his headstone. Yeah, oh, Mike did leave. Go. Yeah, Mike actually got up and left. He's Dude, like, you got to talk about. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> talk about. Uh, you gotta find a tissue. <laughs> you gotta talk about uh, the MySpace. <laughs> the MySpace oh, page. Just, well, we had he's he's had a MySpace since his series came out. Yeah, but, uh, but we but just put his headstone up. There. Oh, <laughs> so it's right. he's, he's not real, you know. That is not. <laughs> he was a fun character. That's why. That's why we mentioned Beyond, and all of a sudden, blood starts yes, squirting out of your nose. No, like someone's taking a little too seriously. out before. That's my my raging coke addiction. Is what oh, well. um, the the Union Jack miniseries was announced there, which God, I really enjoyed. I, that. I really love that series. Yeah, Chris, Christos Gage and Mike Perkins at their best. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, they uh, they, they announced the Boyd series, which we talked about. Um, the <coughs> Ghost Rider. Uh-huh. Ghost Rider, which I think has been good. The Tashara Dan and Dan Wayne. Yeah. And yeah, I thought... I thought um, it was announced that Thor was going to be coming back to the Marvel U. <laughs> yeah, clone. Yeah. Clore. Clore. 
and that holds on killing Doom, all black Fantastic people. Fantastic Four story. It's it, that Straczynski did about Doom mm-hmm. almost picking up the hammer. Well, that was good. That and, was and, and Ben Grimm trying and going, yeah, oh, "What the hell? Yeah. Let me let me try." That, that was, was really good. That was very funny. <laughs> and uh, the huge news out of Philly that uh, Ed McGinnis. He's an exclusive artist at Marvel. And hasn't done anything Has yet. he done anything? He's, he's doing busy. something. He's working he, on He's doing all of his stuff in advance, so he won't have to work in 2007. There you go. I'm kidding. I Don't look at me like... <laughs> you guys look at me like I was serious. Well, it's like, what? Mike, here's my plan. I, uh, nobody's <laughs> ever, I, as far as I know, nobody's ever done that. That would be cool, though. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I'm doing off. all of my next year's work right now, <laughs> so next year I can take I'm going to take off. this year off and do all my work. Yeah, yeah, then, I'm, like then I'm going He is doing... There is a book coming out... I just saw it was announced or something. There is a book he's doing something on next in the next month or so. It's coming out. So all right. Well, DC announced that uh, Manhunter was getting a five issue reprieve and was going to end at issue thirty. Is that is that still the plan? Yes. Okay. It's got what two issues left? One issue left? No. It's uh, come. It's at the point now where it's coming back with that Wonder Woman arc. Okay. And then it's it's these five issues. It's already been on its break. Oh, okay. So now okay. it's co- now it's coming back with these with these five issues. Okay. Twenty six, I think, is out this first week. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the new eight issue miniseries Mystery in Space was announced, which has good. been so good. It's fun. Good. <laughs> Real fun. Jim Starlin well, Jim Starlin doing good cosmic stuff. Just nice to see that he can do it for DC. Just, yeah, they announced uh, JLA <coughs> uh, will be written by Brad Meltzer. Uh, they uh, announced JSA was going to be Jeff Johns and JLA those. six issues in has been fantastic. I mean, it's uh, issue five came out this week, but they started with zero. <laughs> Here's the funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's been a wonderful run so far. Brad's doing a great job. From the report, it was JSA will be relaunched in October. Written by Jeff Johns with Alex Rock Ross. Consulting <laughs> was part of that consulting insulting gay people. Apparently, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Sorry, I just I, but uh, funny. Yeah, just funny. Really <laughs> no, I, I think it was kind of taken not out of context <laughs> or just kind of misinterpreted. But yeah. you just sh- shouldn't use the word molested <laughs> ever there, when talking yeah, about yeah, a gay there's character. Some things that, yeah, there's some things that you can say, and then you're like, as soon as you say it, just oh crap, Did that sounded that? bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they uh, announced. Uh, Batman by Grant Morrison and Andy Cooper, which I have enjoyed. Me too. It's, uh, I know Sal hasn't. Uh, I, thought I, was, I, I just, thought it was just okay. Uh, I've, I've been underwhelmed. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And they announced Brian K. Vaughn's Pride of Baghdad, which we will get to on the next episode in our best of 2006, or our, if not our best of, definitely our favorites. Um... Moving on to another one of our favorites, they announced uh, Fables 1001 Nights of Snowfall. What a great book. What a great mm. original graphic novel. Yeah, it was. Um, Fantastic. Really neat. Great artists on there, too. And Willingham, I just think that's a wonderful series. Here's a story that was put out just to give Alan Moore a headache. <laughs> Zack Snyder to direct Watchmen. Oh. Oh. I thought that, oh. that was all done with. Wait, I don't know. It never happened. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, also, no. So, yeah, Watchmen was in turnaround for a while, but then who did I just read was uh, working on the Watchmen script? I'm so I don't know. tired of good. about a Watchmen movie. Well, I, I don't want to see it's it. Been I want to watch ten years of that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. been yeah. entire. Yeah. I want to watch the Hollywood cul-de-sac. That's what I want. On HBO. Well, yeah. Right Honestly, after the that's wire. Where, that's where it belongs, nights. and if if they should do it in uh, that Spawn-like animation. Mm-hmm. And uh, more Alan Moore news. The uh, the whole Lost Girls Peter Pan debacle with Wendy, and <clears throat> and I think they finally did come to some resolution with that. You know, that was another thing that drove me nuts this year about Alan Moore was that he sits there and bitches and complains when somebody takes 
takes his work <laughs> and changes it to something that he didn't originally want. But then he takes characters like Wendy from mm-hmm. Peter Pan and Alice. and and Alice and and turns them into porn stars. And that's okay. Porn stars. But porn stars. God forbid if somebody takes your yeah, purchased material and, and makes it into a movie. He didn't turn them into porn stars. Stop. Have you read it? I have. They're porn stars. I okay. don't know what else you'd call right. them. It's slash the, fiction. You know. Wow, man. He hey. daughters. <laughs> yes, I'll have I that. don't care how well it's written. It's porn. It's, it's it is whacking material. It's porn. It is. Porn. I understand. I'm not against Matt, porn. Matt Fraction had just the best answer porn to porn. any question ever. When we had, we, we, had porn, t- we were talking about uh, talking about Lost Girls and we asked Fraction, so are you going to get that? And he's like, oh, are you kidding me? I can't wait to beat off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it a little hypocritical that, you know. Well, you can't talk about uh, 2006 without talking about Marvel Zombies. It's on its like 20,000 <laughs> I actually never finished reading it. Oh, it's fun. But it, yeah, what I, I like, yeah, I loved fu- the artwork, and I thought it was actually because uh, when I start, when I heard about it, I was like, "How are you going to do that?" <laughs> this is Marvel zombies. That breakout sounds dumb. <laughs> he called he called Arthur Sudan a breakout sensation. He's a little old. He's a young gun. The, we didn't call him that. They called oh, him they that. called him. <laughs> right, that's that was in the press. Yeah. Breakout sensation. Yeah. Sorry, I know you've had this whole career in fantasy books and everything, but you're a he's a breakout sensation, sensation well, in half comics. Half, half of the Marvel yeah, young guns have walkers. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> not to mention the like covers to Kazar and all the black and white Marvel stuff that he did back in the seventies. But yeah, if hey, you take it to Joe Q. You yeah. know. A uh, great uh, hardcover came out, the uh, the Craven's Last Hunt, and I hope that Marvel continues. I just picked it up. Oh, oh. man. It's really you know, nice. You, you've read it, though, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I read it when it came oh, out. Yeah. yeah. All Find them issues, baby. Oh, yeah, one, of <laughs> it, one of the finest tomato stories ever. And Slinging them packets to get them dollars to buy them I wish they would do. I wish they would do more of them. How did you get so street? Man, there's a lot you don't know about me, dog. <laughs> the bling has on. Mike is just covered in bling right now. I'd, I would like a grill, though. <laughs> oh, God, Just because no. I think that nobody would expect it. Yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Why, I really hope that Marvel continues to, to reprint and come out with these great deluxe hardcovers. Punisher. Of, uh, yeah. They need to go back to the oh, Zack yeah. Punisher stuff. Circle of, circle of Do that yeah, hardcover. That would be awesome. Oversized hardcover. Wouldn't sure that be that, sweet? That all came out around the same time. Yeah. yeah. That's when Mike Zack was in my How world as far as, as artists yeah. go. Man, that first so issue, I, I had Steve Grant on. We talked about it. It's like, you you know, the, the, the book was sold out before it even, like, hit the stands. You know, I like came that Wednesday for the book, and, and it's, it's like, gone. oh no, it's already yeah. everything spoken for, and it's like, wow, it sold out in like three hours. Like, it's funny we're talking about on the Craigcast about sellouts and stuff. Yeah. This physically yeah, sold out real <laughs> yeah. and that was back when there were th- hundreds of thousands of you copies bet. going on. You bet. Just like uh, Frank Miller is going to direct, write and direct, write and direct the spirit. The film and is and I think that the initial reaction was people were like, ooh, but. You know, but by, by some people, people that didn't it know, will only work. Frank Miller, Frank didn't know. Miller and, and Eisner were and being inspired for, by Will Eisner for twenty freaking, yeah. thirty freaking right. years. I think Frank uh, is approaching this project with the utmost respect, and he's oh, were, not going to let it. I for one will not watch it unless they recast Sam Jones as a spirit. <laughs> From the eighties uh, TV yeah. movie, Never really? it's, been a, it's been a great year for the Spirit and Spirit News. So yeah, Darwin did a great Darwin's, job. Uh, yeah, Jeff really Loeb and he it. on the uh, crossover with Batman, Batman Spirit. Really and really Darwin's gone. first issue was great. Mm-hmm. I really like those. Yeah, Dave Wacker, you are wrong about that book. You Thank you. About that <laughs> All right, some uh, some big news for the uh, uh, direct to DVD <clears throat> fans uh, as far as uh, animated stuff goes. DC announced. I guess this is going to be coming out. 
in 2007, but the uh, Justice League New Frontier, Superman Doomsday, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. How cool is that? And um, other other uh, releases, including uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Green Lantern will be coming out. So I think, uh, you know, Marvel came out with the, the Ultimate Avengers direct-to-DVD animated movies. I didn't it's gonna think that those were easy to great. top those. Yeah, yeah well... I, I, well, the good news is with these DC things, it's mm-hmm. funny, they've moved on with Teen Titans and Legions of Superheroes away from the Bruce Timm, Stan Berkowitz mm-hmm. production house, but for these films, they're going back to those guys, and that really is the signature look that it. I think everyone really fell in love with. The Batman and Superman series were great. The Justice League series really was such a, f- a phenomenal series, and There's I think something the best one so the stu- and It's something about seeing these characters boiled down to those kind of the essence basic shapes yep. and stuff mm-hmm. it's why I, I i've gone out and bought a bunch of those justice league figures because they look like that i don't i don't like them i was like <laughs> why do i buy figures i don't buy <laughs> figures and i but i i have a nerd a, yeah i've got a metamorpho i've n- i don't think i've ever read a story with metamorpho <laughs> <in it. laughs> hey i'm jerry duggan and i'm brian Hussain, and you're listening to around comics girls are neat next story kind of snuck in under the radar of a lot of people out there. Civil. Apparently Civil War had some delays. <laughs> oh, I've heard about that. That's how much I know you. That's how much I know you is that I didn't know that that was the story you were announcing, but the way you went into it, I knew that was Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it was the end of the world for so many people. It Well, you know what? It, I'll tell you what, though. It's it, sad because that's going to be a lot of people's <clears throat> top news story this year. You think? Yeah. Oh, then... I'll they, tell you what, uh, for me... What, it, like, it, I podcasts think it, and stuff? I don't know. Oh, People oh. like... Well, I think it causes... I think it causes a lot of They need to do something about how they get news, then, because that's just... <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of... I think it's Chris's top news. No, is it your top <laughs> No. I'm not talking about No, definitely not. I think there I think there are a lot of people out there that... I know what my top news story is. Anyway... That are looking for things to complain about, and that's why this would be their biggest story. Well, I'll tell you what, though. It did completely kill the momentum of that series for me. I mean, I was really enjoying Civil War up in then it got delayed, and then you saw like 4,700 crossover books come out, and I just, at that point, I just stopped caring anymore of it, about it. I, did, I could care less if it came out or it didn't. Right. When it came out, I'll read it, and if it doesn't ever come out, I don't really care anymore. And it no. really, I think it hurt Civil War all, you know, all told. But Well, I mean, me. and, and key Marvel books are still <clears throat> being delayed because... Yeah. The story needs to finish in six and seven in Civil War before Captain America can start up again, before New Avengers can move on. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're not going to see, uh, you know, for two months, a New Avengers or a Captain America book because of that. I think that's why you got things like the Winter Soldier special this week, mm-hmm. which, so, which was a fine. You know, I mean, that's the thing with Brubaker. Thankfully, that he can always whip up a, a good fill-in when he needs to and, and give you a hell of yeah. a story. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, I'm an old Marvel. Fan. Zombie. I'm an old Marvel zombie, but it, it and it hurts to say it, but it's been as much as I like some of the stuff that, that Marvel's put out. It's been a hard year to stay in a rhythm with Marvel, where DC is seemed very easy to read the stuff that they're putting out. It's well, they, they I think they sacrificed the art in Infinite Crisis because they had to because everything. I mean, they it, it's not for a want of pre planning and and really having a lot of shit in the can. So that things could run on time with fifty two and one year later, and yeah, they I mean, themselves had their own I, delays. Like with I, I could various care, teams. When books are delayed, it doesn't like I don't care. Sure, it's, it doesn't affect me in one way or the other. But it but did, this it is did, different. Well, no, it, it wasn't that it was different. I still don't. 
it's like I didn't get upset because Civil War was delayed, but I just I stopped caring about the title. Right. So it's like whatever. Well, it, like it you said, it killed you know, the momentum. Yeah, it killed the momentum. But it's not like um, if a single book like go okay, Ex Machina. If Ex Machina, I wouldn't it, even know it. You wouldn't even notice it because. You know it's going to come out and it's going right. to be good, but when something like Civil War is delayed, it threw everything out of whack, like yeah. John was saying. And well, so yeah. it was every kinda... time, every time. Well, I mean, if you go out on stage and say, "Introducing right. the greatest day," and then That's nobody comes out, and you're just sitting there tapping, of course people are going to notice that more than right. if, you know, because I mean it's they hyped fault. it up, and if it doesn't come out, then and <clears> tie <throat> their schedules to its release. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, once again, ripped the, the internet in half and uh, announced that he was leaving Runaways. Yeah, which is surprising because it was his book, his stories. It's nice that Joss Whedon is coming in to take over, but, you know, it's it's weird. This is the first time I think a Vaughn creation is being handed to somebody now else. Now Marvel can start killing him off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But my the biggest disappointment on uh, on Runaways is that uh, Mr. Norton wasn't going to stay oh, on our duties. Oh, come on. Nobody cares about that. I care. Mike Ryan's really good. Okay. He draws really good kids. Okay. <laughs> Would have loved to have seen <laughs> you Why? stay that's on there. That's not funny. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't... I Kirby don't, fans I'm, are going to be excited go in uh, 2007 with the New Gods uh, omnibus coming up, Yay. which is pretty cool. New Gods. Uh, and, of course, unfortunately, the Black Dossier got delayed again, and Black we were hoping Dossier. for that to come out in 2006, yeah. but... It'll come out sometime in, in 2007. Oh, well. And then Brad Meltzer in the year. This was kind of a neat thing. Mm-hmm. He had the hat trick going on. He was uh, at the top of the New York Times bestseller list and the Diamonds Distributors Top uh, 100 chart uh, for both Justice League and the Book of Fate, which is kind of neat. I've done, <coughs> it, I've done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Under assumed names. Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Scott Turo is with us today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, wait. Well, now we have a story. Spider-Man's channel, going uh, to another new costume, but it's an old costume. Back in black. He's back in the black, and everybody's excited. Everybody hates the Iron Spider, <laughs> but they're <laughs> they fucking thrilled costume. about that black costume. F- that, Fifteen years That everybody now. hated. Yeah. Everybody fucking hated that costume back then. I know. I know. I, I like really? it. Really? I, I was kind of excited bullshit. to see it I come did. back. Bullshit. Fifteen years from now, he's going to go back to the Iron Spider costume, and people are going to be like, yeah, I love the Iron Spider. I remember as a kid, that was the only time I saw a, a character change where I didn't mind it. Before, it was like, you're, you know, being a kid and your dad shaves his mustache and you're like, that's not my dad! <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you equate Spider-Man yeah, with your he's, dad? Yeah, my dad. Come on. That's how I grew up. My parents don't love me. <laughs> not like Spider-Man. You know, I was slinging right? packets. It's what part know. of this do you not understand? Nice. I was on the street. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're getting to the point Billy here. Benson. Here on the on the news, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. What 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 strange old man did you follow down into the cavern? I will tell you what, I didn't get no powers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where this uh, is coming from, uh, Straczynski is going to be doing Thor. Yes. Uh, Alan or later. Dav- Alan Davis. Whenever he is, comes uh, back, or he may not. Is it going to be Thor or Clor? When he said Alan Davis, or was it Alan? Davis oh, or or Al- Alan Davis is uh, is exclusive with Marvel now. A lot really? of exclusive. Uh, there yeah. was a ton of exclusive talk this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, there, there was. was. It seemed like more than like every day. So yeah. um, another sad uh, passing, of course, in 2006. <clears throat> Dave Cochran. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very 63. sad. 63. Um, Confirming that coming up in a couple months, uh, that season eight of Buffy will be happening through Dark Horse. Don't care. Hey, you know <laughs> what? This is a, a morbid aside, and it, it may, I mean, this might strike you as me trying to uh, be funny, and I kind of am, but, uh, you know, they said Dave Cochran died in his X-Men pajamas. Yeah. What? They're super pajamas, really? yeah. Where do they make pajamas that big with X-Men on them? Yeah. 
Well, I know. He was a short man. No, I don't know. I you want some? Adult, adult pajamas? Well, yeah. well partly, know. yeah. Partly I want some, but the other part is just like, I wonder if they just made that up or something. Because, I mean, really, I've it was never in the Associated Press like that. story. I mean, so. Well, that was like so the, you know, the, they had said, you know, uh, Toth died at his table drawing, but yeah. I don't know that that was. Well, I think it's more well, I'm not, I think it's, I'm yeah. not anyone to say that they're lying, but it's just I'm really interested in the giant pajamas. <laughs> I just want some giant X Men pajamas. I think <laughs> with I, a flap I'd be in the back. That, you know, look at Chicago at uh, Wizard Chicago and stuff. They always have those big clothes. I'm sure you can find adult sized pajamas. Of I think it's that hard. Man. <laughs> All right, guys. I think plenty of nerds to <laughs> give you adult sized pajamas. I took there. death and I made it into a good thing. A story pajamas, about life, nice. which pajamas I think is beautiful. Story. It's reaffirming. Uh, like. World War Hulk is coming out. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Man, Planet Hulk is really, I think, the event. That should have, have gotten more attention, it? and it's it's a brilliant story. Mm. It's a brilliant story. Speaking of giant, really, pajamas. you've really liked it. I've I've really liked it, but I, but then I, I hear guys like John and Vince, Vince. who just absolutely love the nice crap out of right it. right yeah, after you know, Watchmen is playing I've, Hulk. I've, I've, I'm just wondering what I'm missing. Not I'm not a, that I'm not I'm saying a, that it's not at all because I've liked it a lot, and I, I agree. It's nice to just see the Hulk out there beating the crap out of everything. <laughs> But it's like I've, I've heard I've heard more than one person just go, you know, on and on how great it was, well, and I don't disagree it. that it, you just miss it because I remember in the '70s when it wasn't out of the question to have interplanetary Hulk stories, and then Hulk would be smashing around aliens and stuff like that. And I just like the the mentality behind it and the strategy behind it and everything that's happening to him, and it's really building up to this oh shit moment. Oh yeah, that's what I'm back. waiting for. Yeah. And that's I, and what I, I've been waiting. I mean, for, I've been waiting but, for that. But the yeah. ri- luckily, as as they always say, it's not the destination; it's the journey. I think the journey has been fun. I, I, I don't. Ag- I don't disagree. I don't so yeah, disagree. I mean, I, that's the thing. It's just it's nice to see. So I yeah, wanna, it's fun. I want a scene with a, like Reed Richards answering a knock on a door. <laughs> exactly, with a green <laughs> fist coming through. Yeah, tap, tap, tap. Oh. yeah. <laughs> is that my pizza? That's what I'm waiting for. Candy Graham. Candy Graham. chart. Um, there was some uh, there was some news for uh, uh, folks that picked up the Essential Tomb of Dracula <laughs> Volume Four, expecting to see exact reprints from the Tomb of Dracula magazine. They wanted Gene Colan titties. They did not get Gene Colan titties. Yeah, I know. I remember, I was pointing at him because I remember you were yelling about that. I was yelling at Gene Colan titties. No, I wasn't yelling about it. They did the same thing with the daughters. I contacted Gene and he, you know, I wanted to find out what he said about it. No, I was saying, well, you know, I was actually kind of defending Marvel and when they did it. I said, well, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? I mean... Yeah, I understood. No, I understood, too. There's bigger crimes that Marvel's committed over the years than that. I'm not going to complain The wedding over some privilege. The fact that Gene Colan can't retire at 80 (laughs) and and Blade TV show gets canceled, the character he helped That was actually the... the (laughs) It's a bigger deal than whether or not they reprint... Essential Tomb of Dracula, right or not? That's yeah, why and I plan on dying at we all, love, <laughs> we all love heroes, gentlemen. We all love the TV show Heroes. Yeah, correct. Love's a strong it's word, but I enjoy show, it. Or it's a hit. It's a good bad show. It really it's is. Mike like, hates himself for liking it. I really do. I slap myself with a leather whip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a good show. Stop watching. Yet we're entertained by it. Well, you know, I, I, I will say, I think Joe Cassetta kind of hit it on the head he, he was talking about in one of his Cup of Joes where, you know, it's like as comic fans, we, we can look at it and go, well, you know, we've seen this all before. But 
for the 15 million other people out there that yeah. don't read comics, it's, it's completely new for them, them, you know. And so that, that and what a great way to showcase Tim <clears throat> Sale's art. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm happy as hell that the real public is learning about what a genius Tim Sale is, and I think he's a great artist. And oh, but they just think it's that dude with the long hair in the show doing it, though. They Simon. don't think it's Tim Sale. <laughs> it's yeah. not. That's Simon. And, and Simon can only do <laughs> it if he's crap. if he's totally like juiced up and everything. I don't, honestly, I don't know what Tim Sale looks like. I'm guessing it's not that. But Hey, guys. Um, after being rumored forever, they finally announced that Preacher is going to be an HBO series. So no, yeah, rejoice. That, that was wild that they, they, they announced, announced that because I remember a long time ago they were talking about it, and they said that mm-hmm. it is not going to be an yeah. HBO series, and now it actually is going yeah. to be. It was rumored well, and rumored and rumored, rumored and it, denied. Earlier this year they said it was going to be... A TV well, series, and, they, and then they denied it, and then it came out again, and Ennis finally did confirm it you know, through Warren. It's going to be I, awesome. I, I think HBO <laughs> should like go through the Vertigo catalog every year or two, yep. and just like look at a lot of these things because I can think of at least five off the top of my head, and probably if I sat down more, great ideas <clears> that came from Vertigo that would make excellent HBO. Oh series. yeah, a lot sure. Of Yes, and I'm actually surprised that more of it has. That's what I'm. Mean. As, yeah, as Mike would say, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, they're, they're they're just, like peanut butter perfect. and chocolate. Is, hey, a great creator from the Golden Age passed away, and he had a mm-hmm. Chicago connection, and that's uh, the great Martin O'Dell, who worked for decades at Leo Burnett, creating uh, oh, the Pop and Fresh. Oh, he yep. did. Oh, that's really cool. Creating the Pop and Fresh character for uh, Pillsbury, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, uh, comic book fans know him as the creator of co-creator of Alan Scott, the Golden Age Green mm-hmm. Lantern, and uh, a real uh, staple at uh, the cons for. The last uh, 15 years of his life or so. Really? I mean, really, really since was. since the late 80s and early 90s. And that was really neat. And he and his wife, Carrie, would come every year and, and really enjoy the love and respect that I think fans gave him. And it was a pleasure to speak to him. And he was always a gentleman. And it was really sad his last uh, year or two after Carrie passed away where, uh, you know, it's, right, it's always it's a shame always when, when old couples lose yeah, yeah, one. Um, and, and after that happened, you kind of almost figured that it wasn't going to be much longer but uh, no it's it, he was he was a really great guy I have a couple sketches that he did for me of Alan Scott <clears throat> very love cool. them and very and he also had a couple years of Timely as well and did Captain America and a few of the Golden yeah. Age Marvel characters so neat guy yeah and we lost uh, lost another one uh, in uh, Joe Barbera I just passed away what uh, a couple weeks ago yeah yeah Joe Barbera Hannah Barbera yeah so it was uh, Hannah wasn't too long ago either was it only a, a couple of years. Yeah, only a few years ago and stuff. No, they had good long lives. And I mean, think about it. Their their stamp on animation, you know, they yeah. were the standard oh, for yeah. twenty animation. exactly Absolutely. from the beginning of television. Really, before that, with Tom and Jerry yeah. in the movies. But uh, God, they owned television from the late fifties through the early seventies yeah. and beyond. And they, I think, they really got a, another. You know, those characters kind of faded away a bit in the nineties, maybe. But you know. A lot of those. Well, thankfully, really through cut. Cartoon Network and Boomerang yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think you can see Quick Draw McGraw, yeah. Barry Hound, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. they, and I think the, the writing always held up. And I think what there was limited animation, and they'd have that almost conveyor belt background, and they would take cheap, you know, little moves to kind of keep costs down. But the writing was always good, and I think the voice acting of guys like Dawes Butler and sure. Don Mesnick and uh, God Barney from. Uh, from All in the Family and Alan, uh, the guy who Sam the Butcher. I, I have no idea. 
<laughs> Great. Yeah. He's dropping you some know. knowledge. Yeah, he certainly is. Well, and we, and we talked about uh, uh, Alex Toth earlier, who did a lot of the character creations for All Anna the adventure, Bar. yes. Yeah. Johnny Excellent. Johnny Quest and Space Ghost and all mm-hmm. that stuff, sure. So definitely, definitely tied in there. I didn't want to mention this because we're going to get really in-depth next week, and Steve Rude announced the formation of Rude Dude Productions, and Nexus and the Moth are going to be coming back. That's, so my, that's my top story of the can year. Can the badger be far away? Let's oh. But we're actually going to be uh, talking to uh, Rude, Rude next yeah. week, so I've, look forward I've, to that. I've heard that Badger is, but I don't know I, the sources I heard from. They're sketchy? Mike Barron? I, no, <laughs> not from Mike Barron. Was it from Gabe? No, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really remember. I okay. just remember I read it somewhere, all right. and so I don't take much stock in that. Oh, all right. All right, and our, uh, our our last story here that we'll wrap things up with: uh, Hellboy Two has begun casting. So look for Hellboy Two. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Who are you going to play? I am going to play uh, one of the big space Hellboy gorillas. Junior. Space gorilla. Less uh, less BPRD. Something I don't have to and talk. More Hellboy centric. I know that for the new movie. Oh yeah, that's what Mignola said. And I know it has an American Indian. Um, Vibe as far as the actual story, yeah, hmm. and then spirits of American Indians. I know that's interesting. Play into it. So that's something different than. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really seen that in any of the well, Hellboy stories. Have we? Well, no, but he's he, he's all about legends, and he's all <laughs> no, about no. I know. I, I'm just the, yeah. I think it's a new area that he wants to explore. That's that's the great thing about Hellboy, man. There's he can go anywhere with it. Well, and there's just centuries of mythology yeah. that he hasn't even hit yet. There was another uh, a passing earlier this week. Jack uh, Burnley passed away. Jack yes, Burnley nice going, Brian. Yes, the um, creator of Starman. Yeah, Ted Knight, the real Starman. <laughs> oh Lou, <laughs> I have my cosmic rod with me. <laughs> he, Murray, uh, he help was me a out. golden age artist. He had done World's Finest stuff and uh, was one of the original uh, sister studio yeah. artists on yeah. Superman. Yeah, and Jack Burnley did a lot of Superman stuff. So yeah. cool guy. So uh, we lost a lot of of older artists and and great names passed away this year. So yeah, that's for tell sure. you what, let's uh, let's wrap it up real quick. Uh, pick your top story, whether we talked about it here or not. But what was your top I go, I story go. for the year? Mine's the uh, the Steve Rude and Mike Barron coming back and doing Nexus. For wow, me. you that's, are that's excited top, about that top news story. Oh, I just think it's I've been, you know been waiting a decade, and there were rumors here and there, and it was supposed to happen before. And I mean, those two guys. You know, and Mike, I'm sure you can attest to this. Is uh, you know, they were doing stuff way ahead of the curve. They were way ahead of the curve. And Nexus is, if it were being put out today, I have. I mean, if it just came out today, nobody had ever seen it. Nobody before. ever seen it before. I guarantee you, it would be one of these hit books, like yeah, Walking Dead or something. Like yeah, this. it it was so good and so far advanced, and and Root is just an amazing artist, and Baron, you know, is an unbelievable writer, and I hope that they can really continue on and, and, and sort of evolve that character and move forward and do, you know, some great stuff. And really, I, I think it's one of those characters that a lot of people may not even know Nexus that well or know about Steve Root or, or Baron's stuff that much because they were, you know, it was that underground stuff before. Well, their stuff since <coughs> the 90s has been kind of anonymous. Well, it's been, yeah, it's been uh, and, and erratic. You know, they, and, they occasionally yeah. mainstream yeah. things. Rude doing World's Finest and yeah. Captain America and Superman and the Hulk. But uh, but hopefully this can kind of usher in a new, you know, for me, uh, age for Nexus because I'd really like to see it, you know, 
be shown to a lot more people. For well, me, hopefully the, that turns the, into one of the feel-good stories of 2007. Yeah. The, the, for me, the biggest story this year has been Heroes. I really think uh, Heroes was hyped well on, online, and I think has been one of those viral marketing uh, experiments that has succeeded. And it being, I was the, blown. The, I couldn't believe the how most well popular it's done. new, te- you know, drama on yeah. television. I think says a lot in a way that even Smallville didn't reach. Yeah. And and it's nice to see that. You know, I think we're all afraid of that. Comic book movies have continued to get better and better, and it's like, all right, when is the bubble right, burst? Right. When is the shitty movie that's going to kill the Golden Goose going to happen? It hasn't happened with Heroes. Catwoman. I don't know if it's going to be an all-time classic that people will remember for years, but at least for this first half of the season and for 2006, it's fulfilled uh, expectations, and I think it's been very good and well-received. Yeah, extremely well-received. I was, I could not believe how how well the numbers were on that show. It was, it was pretty... I, I didn't really... Expected to do that well, and, and yeah, because it's like Lost, where it's a continuing story, and I think you have to, you know, watch every week to <coughs> kind of get something out of it. And it seems like the audience has remained. Yeah, uh, you know, if anything, Studio Sixty was more in trouble for uh, a lack of audience than Lo- uh, Heroes ever yeah. was. That's great, and it's you know a testament to Jeff Loeb and Tim Krieg and the the writers on there, and that's great. And now the question is, can you get these people more interested in? Uh, Checking out other comics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming coming to comics and really crossing over. We'll see. We'll see. Mr. Norton? I, I, I've been sitting over here with a weird face. I'm, I, I'm trying to think I of what my... I thought you were just No, I'm just trying to think of what the biggest news story was to me. I that His Heroes thing is almost kind of like a, what I'm thinking, but I'm trying to think of what was that big, mm-hmm. you know? And I can't really think of anything that really kind of impacted me. You know what? And I don't know if there was actually a story about this or not, but the thing that I thought was actually a big deal that I don't know if people are noticing is a big deal is the fact that there is a a podcast alley at the New York show. The fact that the, this whole form of you know entertainment is actually getting a place at, at conventions con. now, so it's actually being acknowledged, and that's only within a year that that's happened pretty much so i mean that is actually pretty amazing i mean i think that's only because i i'm i, I i'm interested in that sort of stuff so i don't know maybe other stories like so and so gets to write this and I, mean, I thought the runaways uh thing of brian leaving was a pretty big shocker to me sure yeah. mainly because i didn't know until i had done my issues <laughs> and i was like really <laughs> and so damn I, it yeah, I was, I was, I, seriously i finished my issue and then i found out oh, and I was really, really? <laughs> and so that was a big a big deal that's cool but, uh, other than that yeah we uh, uh sal and i on the the podcasting thing real quick we had, we talked about this earlier in the week and uh so what are we, what are we going to talk about you know, for our year in review, and we, you know, so well, what, what's not what's not really going to podcasting? You know, but that you know, maybe touch on it for a second. But I think that 2006 is definitely going to be, you know, hopefully looked back on as a year that that podcasting became uh, not part of the industry, but became acknowledged. Maybe yeah, yeah, to some degree, not just a part of the industry, a part of the culture in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it, it's definitely not ingrained. But it's the definitely the year that people noticed what the heck it was. Yeah. I think there's an awareness. I also think that dis- despite the positive awareness, we're really at s- we're still scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really still dealing with uh, an audience of thousands where it's not that big of a percentage of the of the overall comic reading market. But I do think it's significant enough that, as you say, to be acknowledged in New York, to be acknowledged in San Diego with the podcast panel there, uh, I think. 
yeah, I think you know there's a, there's a place at the table for podcasts. It's you know, I just wish a good one would come around. Yeah. So, what was your story? Uh, passing of Alex Toth was your four, biggest uh, as yeah. my biggest story from from the standpoint that you know, I, I hate that it took him passing away for peop- for to a lot of people to know who he was. I understand that. A lot of people actually, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, I, I heard people saying that after Will Eisner passed. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, are you crazy? That was yeah. my top news story 2005. You didn't, you didn't know who he was? Then yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. I was actually more uh, affected by Cochran passing away than I was Toth. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm a fan of Toth, but I mean, I grew up with Cochran. Cochran. Yeah, sure. sure. You know. I didn't find out who Toth was until I was older. Well, that was you know, and and whenever whenever I say, well, I think it's a shame that you know people don't know. It's I'm I'm one of those people oh, yeah, of that that went, right, when right. when Toth passed away, I wasn't that familiar right. with what his body right. of work yeah. had been, and so they I, I I learned a lot about what the man did. In I his think life. he's one of those guys that you and uh, uh, it's like uh, when you play guitar, you don't know who like certain guys are because they're virtuosos they're guys that only guitar players know and that's sort of the same thing with guys like Eisner and and Toth they are comic book guys comic book guys you know they're just but unlike Eisner they're really I mean there are some Toth collections out there they're harder to find certainly than Eisner is you you know where you'll find them a lot of times is like used bookstores I've found a couple and that kind of place. They're out there. I, I, uh, yeah. And now, unfortunately, as you say, maybe with his passing, there will be more. That is going to wrap up our, our news for 2006. Uh, tune in on Thursday, and we're going to do uh, our episode on our favorite comics of 2006. Uh, but before we uh, finish up here, I want to remind everyone to check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. While you're there, please take a minute to fill out our listener survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of some of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays or thereabouts at the forum that you can find at aroundcomics.com. Give you a little preview uh, before it gets posted. We will be talking with Steve Rude this uh, this coming Friday. So the if you have any, any questions for the Rude dude, feel free to post them, <clears> and we will try and get them in whenever we talk to him. Um, please remember that LCS Challenge, the uh, comic space. You can give us a dig at dig.com or drop us a review at the iTunes Music Store. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Suntress, as always. My pleasure, pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Mike, always always a lot of fun whenever you drop by. Thanks for, thanks for sitting in. I want to see that grill next time, though. <laughs> how, how? <laughs> that been a, I, I think it's been a good, uh, a good 2006 for Mike Norton. I'm and very happy. I hope that 2007 is twice as, twice as good for you, sir. Me too. You I'm shooting too. for 10. Doubly better. <laughs> 10 times better. All right. <laughs> Everyone, have, have a fantastic uh, this one goes couple to 11, days. He's not good enough. Eleven. We'll Eleven times better. Yes, you have to be. <laughs> we'll be back again on Thursday with our 2006 comic reviews episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. Yay!
you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved. Yeah.